0: Welcome to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Now put aside everything you think you know about business practices today and stay right here for the next hour as you're sure to find some surprises and wisdom to help you play the business game right. Now, here is your host, Peter Feinstein.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Business Rules is the show that takes a look at business and rules and the people who play in both, and uh, oftentimes these are people who have seen the rules, they play by some of them, they bend some, they break some, and when they're really cool, like my guest today, they rewrite the rules And they see success from that because they help people on a level that they had not even been intending. The people that come to see them, are just you know just introduced to an entirely different approach to things. So today's episode is um, is kind of a healthcare realm, and uh, you know in in coming up with the concept behind it, you know the first thought that comes to my mind or came to my mind was so you think you know everything there is to know about healthcare, and a lot of people will. Nod their heads and go, Well, yeah, either that or they're like my business partner who treats me like his primary physician. Big mistake, I'm not a doctor. Um, but he understands that he doesn't. But in any case, if you think you know everything there is to know about healthcare, I want you to listen to what my guest, Tina Clemens, has to say about thermal imaging. It will, in fact, blow you away. Tina takes conventional consumer wisdom and cuts through all the myths about mammography. Try saying that one ten times fast. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's fun. To deliver a fresh new insight, into the power and benefits of thermal in- imaging. And it's something where in my process of learning about this, which I can tell you has just been superficial, which is one reason why we're having this show, so that my my knowledge of it and information on it will grow exponentially as will yours. But I think you'll be amazed to hear um, at what uh, what this, uh, this amazing technology, which is not necessarily new, um, is bringing to healthcare. And um, I think that you'll see that there are an entirely different set of rules that are followed. And it's, it's kind of on the realm of putting on a new pair of glasses and seeing things from a completely different point of view. A little bit of insight into, uh, into the background of my guest. Uh, Tina has always had an interest in the health industry in several capacities. Uh, being around her grandparents' Kentucky farm for most of her childhood, that placed a placed uh, a large role in her interest in nutrition and how food affects our body's health. I'm reminded of you are what you eat. And, uh, and I think that's borne out in, in much of what Tina has, uh, has shared and, and may continue to share with us um, on a sidelight on this from the thermal imaging. She went on to school to become a registered dietitian. And, uh, and that's no mean feat. After a couple of years as a golf tournament coordinator for the Pepsi Tour, uh, then she decided it was time to get back to the health sciences. She turned down an opportunity in pharmaceutical sales because just, it just didn't feel right. And soon she ended up with an opportunity financing various medical equipment for doctors, medical practices, hospitals, and other health-related health businesses. In Tina's own words, It was a great career for over 10 years, but after the financial downfall of 2008, working for a terrible manager (laughs) and finally burning out, I was once again looking for that thing that would feel rewarding. After searching and researching, digital infrared thermal imaging fell in my lap and I've never looked back. It is truly what I'm supposed to be doing and every day I am honored to be able to help those seeking health screening through thermal imaging, you know I've he- I've heard a lot of uh, a lot of intros, um, and I ask my guests to help me um, by giving me stuff. I have never heard an intro um, and the words from any of my guests be so um, so servant oriented and so service oriented. And um, and with that, it's something where you know, Tina. Welcome to the show. I've been talking nonstop for way <laughs> Thank too long. You. So, wel- welcome. Welcome <laughs> to I'm the show. I'm enjoying
2: listening to you <laughs> talk about me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tina, Tina, <laughs> Tina. It's the most beautiful name in the world. I mean, I, I'm I'm here to tell you, we love our own names. And I and I can tell you, you know, someone says Peter, and you can tell all the different Peters. Their heads they turn to look and find wherever it was who said it. So I completely understand. <laughs> So to give you, my listeners, an opportunity to kind of get a sense of um – uh, Tina's outlook and in look, and um, and maybe point of view on things, um, as you're familiar by now. I always ask one of these off the cuff, really oddball questions, and sometimes it catches my guests on guard, and other times it catches them off guard. So the you know the, the intro question today is when I've got this uh, this sheet of papers that a friend gave me um, that has some of the wacko questions of the world. This one, I mean, and and if you want to play along, I prefer actually that you listen to Tina. Um, But the question is, so you've been given an elephant. You can't give it away and you can't sell it. Those are the rules. I mean, you've literally been gifted this elephant. What would you do with it since you can't sell it or give it away?
2: I would put it in the middle of my living room so that you could literally say there's an elephant in the room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then invite everybody over. Or invite
2: everybody over so we can talk about the, the elephant, elephant in the, the room.
1: room. <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Wow. I've got to, you know, I've got to make notes. Oh. Okay. And I'm actually doing this, so I, I'm not just saying it. Put elephant <laughs> in the room because that's a question I will ask yet somebody else and we'll see what they happen to say <laughs> right. that's very original I like that so thermal imaging is um, you know it may not be the destination, but it sure looks like it and sounds like it right now, which I think is you know immensely cool um, but there's you know there's, Got to be a huge backstory beyond just uh, the career stops that you had along the way, and you know, my interest is in finding out, um, you know, who who were your mentors and and what did they impart to you um, that com- kind of formulated Tina Clemens the way she is today.
2: Well, that's a really good question. I was, I had, I remember in the fifth grade. I'm from Corbin, Kentucky. It's a town of seven thousand people, and I just remember. I would daydream every day about living somewhere else. I'm like, there's got to be more to life than this place. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and I, I just would fantasize and dream about living in uh, California. And of course, I ended up moving there when I graduated from college, which is when I realized, you know what, you can really manifest what you want. And ah. I didn't think about that at the time. But anyway, I, but I had a, a stop first in Myrtle Beach. Um, my dad was down there rebuilding after Hurricane Hugo, and the, like. Ninety, I think 1990. And I met this woman. She scared the crap out of me. She was very <laughs> strong-willed. She was very opinionated. And she scared me, but I was drawn to her in some way. And I knocked on her door one night, and she, the minute she opened her door, my life changed forever. She took me under her wing. She mentored me. She, um, she said she wanted to help me get out of the South and go make something of my life. And she just really believed in me. And just never stopped, never stopped that you can do it, stop making excuses, get out there. You know, don't be scared. You know, so I ended up moving to California. And I've never looked back. And then I told my parents, I said, if you ever want to see me again, you're going to have to move out, to, out, out west. And they actually did. So my whole family lives out here now. Wow,
1: that's great. <laughs> so Corbin, Kentucky is kind of like history.
2: Yeah, I'll go back for a reunion every now and then. Okay, I
1: was, I was going to ask. If, yeah. you know, are, there, are there roots back there that take you back every once in a while? Every once in a while. I still have my lifelong friends, of course. That's cool. And yeah. now, are are they still in Corbin, or have they moved elsewhere? And you guys just use Corbin as a as a meet and greet?
2: Both. They're still there, and okay. then there's some that have moved away. We all get back together. So
1: that's wild. Yeah. That's boy. That's quite a journey from uh, from Corbin to Myrtle Beach to to California, California,
2: San Francisco, La Jolla, and then Scottsdale. Okay. Wow, so. that's a, that's an interesting jump. <laughs> well, I had the opportunity when I left San Diego, La Jolla. I didn't know where I was going to go, so I had the opportunity to move to Atlanta. I'd move, you know, I could go back to Kentucky, but I'm like, once you get west of the Mississippi,
1: it's different. You
2: can't go back. Yeah. You've had a taste of something so different, yep. and I, I couldn't even imagine. Going back. So Scottsdale's where I landed.
1: Scottsdale's great. Yeah. It's wonderful. Very cool. What's um what's been the one difference maker in your life? I mean, you know, like up to today, because who knows? It could have been something where I mean, driving to the driving to the, to this, uh, to the show you might have had something. But I mean, what's what's been the 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 key turning point?
2: Uh, I can't think of any one thing. I just feel like it's it's just been a a series of one thing after another. I can't nothing really stands out that's that was life changing. I just think that everything's just been happening the way it's supposed to. Nothing really stands out.
1: Okay. So how were you introduced to thermal imaging?
2: Well, when after two thousand eight, I really loved my job. I loved working with different businesses and different, you know, organizations. So they would have you come in and they'd show you their business and how they do it, and and I really enjoyed it. But after two thousand eight, I worked for a really large finance company, um, and it was all about making money back for shareholders. Yep. So I'm like, I'm gonna have to get up out of bed every day just to go help people make their money back, <laughs> you know, their shareholders make their money back. And I'm like, that's not, it's not feeding my soul. Like, I don't care to do that. So I started looking, I wanted to get out of the industry altogether. I wanted to get, kind of get back to what was exciting for me. And I just started, I, I knew I was going to start completely over. I'd made it to vice president. I, you know, I was doing really well, great paying job. Um, but... I, I, something was missing, so I started researching, and I, I came. I was looking for businesses for sale, franchises, and I came across. It was a franchise called Bras, I think, and it was Breast Research Awareness and Support, and it was breast mammography. I'd worked in hospitals. I financed imaging equipment from mm-hmm. mam from mammography, you know, mammogram machines to ultrasound, everything. I'm like, why have I not heard of this? And I did a, about a year's worth of research. Started working on a website. I'm like, I'm doing this. When more women need to know that this is out there. It's been around since the 50s. You know, it's why haven't more and more women, you know, been using this. So I ended up taking the big leap of faith, and it's been five and a half years, and I have three locations in the valley, and it's just continuing to grow. In, in the beginning, it was me and my camera and my car, and I would go to do- doctor's offices and, and uh, networking events. And then, you know, education, education. And then now my phone rings because more women are, they're, they're tired of the radiation, the, the pain, yeah. the, it's, you know, it, there's so much more about the mammogram that I could tell you too, but. Um,
1: well, and you will. Yeah. Absolutely. It,
2: yeah. So they're just looking for alternatives, which that's, they're finding me and I'm loving it. So I'm helping. It's, it's awesome because I get to get up every day and help women.
1: That's, and that's going to be our jumping off point for our move into the, the next segment, because we're running up against a break, which, um, again, just is like, boom, it's so fast, that which, was is, fast. Which, which is just <laughs> amazingly and wonderful at the same time. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, uh, that different mindset between um, shareholder value and servant value. <laughs> Because that stands out to me as just not only a huge chasm, um, but it really seems to be what you're focused on. And, uh, and that's such a great thing because my listeners, and I know you, you listening to this, you will instantly recognize the difference between the two. And I think that's what makes it so attractive. We'll be back in two minutes. Why don't you get a cup of coffee or maybe a refill on the morning's coffee? And, uh, and we'll come back and talk more in just two quick minutes.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to HPowerMarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then, ask us to show you how we can save you money, too. Go to HPowerMarketing.com. That's HPowerMarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's HPowerMarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800 300 24 That's 800 300
3: 24
0: Tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is Business Rules at HPowerMarketing.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. My guest this week, Tina Clemens, and Tina Clemens is all about um, servant and healthcare servant attitude versus um, shareholder attitude. So, when we were uh, toward the end of the last segment, we were talking a little bit about that shift in uh, in business and how you how you got into uh, thermography. And um, and we did touch on that difference, um, or we say that we would tell more about the difference between uh, a servant attitude versus corporate America. So, talk a little bit more about that, just in terms of the principles of the two different kinds, um, you know, your company versus corporate America, and then we'll we'll dig a little bit deeper too.
2: Well, you know, it, I'll tell you, it was really scary to take that leap because you get, you know, we grow up. Believing and thinking we have to get a job, we have to, you know, and we're we get so tied to that paycheck. Mm-hmm. And you know, I did I mean, it was just so scary because I didn't know if this was going to work or not. I mean, I was. I'm, I've never had my own business before, but I knew that I wanted to do this because I knew that more, that pe- people needed to know about it. So I was willing to take that chance, you know, and and um and And in corporate, it was you had to follow the rules. You had to do it this way. You had to do it their way. You're making somebody else rich. (laughs) You're not making yourself any, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you get the title and you get the six figures and you get a few weeks of vacation, but you still are under somebody else's thumb. But then also being your own boss is that can be pretty scary, too, because now you don't have anybody to answer to. You're by yourself a lot. You have to make you don't have any anybody to bounce ideas off of. It's 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 tricky, it, and you've got to be no but no one keeps you on track. Like you have to be disciplined, and you have to, you know, set your goals and meet your goals, and really answer to yourself, which it's sometimes really hard <laughs> in the beginning. I was in my pajamas until noon, you know, making calls and you know doing all that. But oh, I've I've enjoyed every second of it. It's been. It's been up and down, rewarding, scary, exciting, all of it. It's like I—it's just amazing.
1: I have um, I have just a lot of experience in that realm because um, I worked in radio, uh, off air, in sales, advertising, marketing, and uh, did it for um, a uh, a home owned radio station group, uh, smaller, owned by uh, by Buck Owens. So it was KNIX Radio. Okay. Um, great radio station, huge radio station, just, you know, amazing in, in every way. And then it was purchased by a humongous corporation, Darth Vader Communications. Right. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no. um, and, you know and I knew going in that, you know, Everything that I was doing, which was to serve the best interests of my clients and consumers and staff and the community at large, was going to go out the window because it had to be profitable mm-hmm. to make share value go up and blah, 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 blah. Right. And, you know, and that's when I made my exit and opened up my agency and, um you know it it, right out of the gate, was successful. and you know, but then it had its challenges from external market sources um and you know, and then finding a sea level and and building it back up. Um, and you know the one word that you used in there in in your description, and you know the the difference between the two is discipline. yeah, and yeah. it's I mean, that's such a huge part of being able to make that jump because, you know what, if I'm not doing it, it's not getting done.
2: Right. And if nobody's looking, oh, how easy would it be to just kind of put it off? And, you know, it's its tricky. It's it, not for everyone. <laughs> no, it's
1: its not. I mean, I have people who ask me, it's like, so don't you watch TV all day? I'm like, Oh yeah, that's how I pay the bills right. <laughs> and feed myself. Thank you very much. It's like no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I definitely get uh, I definitely get that because I mean it's it's something where there's there's a great deal of uh, great deal of commonality between that. So, Tell us about your company, and um, I've been pur- I've purposely not said it because I want it to be said by you the very first time because I think it's important that that you you have that honor.
2: Yeah. So my company, DeNovoScan Clinical Thermography. Um, you know, we offer thermal imaging as an, um, an adjunct for breast screening, and we do screen for other things too. Like my thyroid issue was found on a thermal scan. Oh! But the benefit, the great thing is, is it doesn't use any radiation, which causes cancer. Um, there's no painful squeezing. Um, the, the, it doesn't even touch the body. It's what what it's doing. I always say, you know how the Boston bombing suspect was found under the boat cover. Yep. They were see. They saw his body heat. Well, yep. they were using a FLIR thermal imaging camera, which is the same camera I use, but it converts your body temperature into colors. So wherever you have more like intense blood flow, mm-hmm. that's gonna have that's gonna create more heat. Yep. Which is the red and white colors. So you can actually start to see the the um, metabolic changes. That are happening in an, ag- an ag- active or aggressive growing tumor, or you can see inflammation, and that's going to be the those hotter temperatures. And then you've got the cold temperatures, which are the blue and the green. That could be poor circulation or you know an encapsulation even. But um, but de novo scan. A lot of people say, well, how did you come up with that name? And I wanted it to be when I was doing all the research. There was a lot of there were a lot of other companies. It would be like thermography of the Southwest or. East Valley Thermography. And and it seemed like a lot of mom and pop, you know, websites put together. I wanted my branding to look, you know, medical. I wanted it to be taken seriously. And Mm -hmm. actually, I get asked a lot if I'm a franchise. And I'm like, no, thank you. That was the look I was going for. Ah, excellent. Yeah, and so um, De Novo is from the beginning. It's Latin for from the beginning or early stages. And so that's how, like, we're finding something in the early stages, so de novo scam uh, is how I I came up with that
1: um, name. So that's that's super. Yeah. That, is, that is so cool, and I mean it resonates on so many levels for from all of the things that you've shared along the way. I mean, from your own restart from the beginning right, yeah. and, and early early on, and uh, and everything in terms of. Um, being a servant, and you know the best way to be a servant is to help find um, help find mistakes or errors or problems at the level at which they're beginning, mm-hmm. rather than, you know, sixteen paces down the way, where it's like, wow, and I'm not even sure how to go about correcting this. Mm-hmm. But if you're starting at the outset, it's very simple. And I think it sounds to me like very powerful. Yeah. So you're not a franchise, so it's your own deal, but you've got this amazing logo and amazing branding and very cool look. Um, we're, um, we're actually, um, no, that can't be right. I thought we were heading into a break cause that would just be, <laughs> that, like, was like that was real like real speedy. <laughs> boom. Way too soon. <laughs> we're having way too much fun now. <laughs> no, we're, we're not there yet. Ah, made you look. Nope. <laughs> um, Shares, share with us some of the myths of mammography, because I think that's one of those things where someone could hear, yeah, thermal imaging, yeah, that's okay, but, you know, I'm still going to go once a year.
2: Mm-hmm. so oh, they push you to do that once a year. Well, here's – here it, I will never tell a woman to not get a mammogram, that but what I will give her is all the information she needs to make her own decision, it's it's got to be your personal decision. But in 2000, actually, when I started this company, the the day I started this business, all this negative bad news started coming out about mammograms. Mm-hmm. They're doing more harm than good. And actually, in 2015, February, it, it was the it was in Wall Street Journal, New York Times. It was the and this was I memorized this title because it was so. Powerful. It was the law, it's the results of the longest, largest, most rigorous, and meticulous study done in our era on mammograms. And they found they followed 90,000 women over 25 years. They've discovered that, or they've finally figured out that mammograms aren't doing everything that they had hoped. It's only saving one life out of of every 1,600 screened. Oh my
1: goodness. Which is
2: not that impressive. I know. And just because you get a mammogram and I don't doesn't mean you're going to live longer than me. It's um, leading to overdiagnosis and overtreatment. Not everything is something, but they want to poke and prod and, you know, they open up a can of worms and now they've created something. Right. Radiation causes cancer, plain and simple. Yep. And, and actually, Dr. Johnson, who certified me, he actually said he's on the Truth About Cancer docuseries. And he says by 2020, 50, oh, I think it was over 50% of all cancers will have been caused by the screening you know, machines that are screening for cancer. Like, yeah, you know, so yeah. And even the American cancer society says in order to reduce your, your risk of cancer, reduce your exposure to ionizing radiation. And then a lot of women that are coming in, they're scared because they got their mammogram and they go, Oh, we think we saw something. Can you come back in six months? So uh-huh. now they're scared. Yep. Uh, they have that anxiety, They think they saw something. So now they're going to go get a double dose of radiation, you know, so it's just it makes no sense um, to me now, you know, there is no perfect test. Um, What the difference between mammogram and thermogram, mammogram is looking at for calcifications, but not every tumor produces calcium, but they don't tell you that Um, thermograms are looking they can see uh, hormonal imbalance, estrogen dominance lymphatic congestion, which are two totally, those are bad for breast health, and, you know, blood flow around a tumor that's starting to grow at infancy. Like, by the time a mammogram sees a tumor, that tumor has been, it, think about a microscopic cell. It, how many years it takes to double to the size of a pea, mm-hmm. which is when it's finally detected on a, on a mammogram. And that takes about six, seven years. So it's, by the time a mammogram even sees the mass of an average, you know, growing tumor, it's been in your body for six, seven years. And they say mammograms are early detection. It's not early detection. Oh, my gosh. When so, we
1: when we come back because we are now truly at a break. I yeah, I know. You know, <laughs> I
2: get started. I don't want to stop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we will stop for only a moment, and then we will come back, and we're going to talk about now the differences between mammography, early detection, and thermography. Because I'm really interested when you talk about um, the different colors and the attributes and what they mean. Um, I want to find out more. We'll come back in two minutes, and we'll talk about that. So please stick around.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to HPowerMarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then, ask us to show you how we can save you money, too. Go to HPowerMarketing.com. That's HPowerMarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's HPowerMarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800-300-9124. That's 800-300-9124. tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. My guest this week is Tina Clemens from Denovo Scan. Denovo Scan is thermal imaging. And before the break we were talking about some of the myths of mammography and we began to just barely touch on some of the insanity uh, that can result from mammography and some of the truths um, associated with thermal imaging. We're going to get more into the truths of thermal imaging, but in the break, uh, Tina was sharing with me uh, some of the uh, lesser-known facts and figures associated with the radiation of mammography, and I wanted to share it with you um, because I think it's something that you need to hear because I don't know that you've ever heard it before, and so I'm gonna I'm just gonna pass the mic to Tina and let her share again some of the uh, some of the little tidbits that uh, that you probably need to know.
2: Well, I first of all highly recommend everyone out there to start watching the Truth About Cancer docu series. But it's doctors from all over the world. That really, that talk about the truth about cancer, treatments, the radiation, you know, alternatives, mm-hmm. other ways of of you know healing. But one what I was saying to you was, um, Dr. Johnson, who certified me in thermography, he's an integrative oncologist, so he's a uh, do. He's an MD, an NMD, and a DO, and I told him he should have OA behind his name. He's just an overachiever.
1: Oh, I thought you the original angel or something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're an overachiever. But anyway, so he, he does a lot of talks, and he's a firm believer that mammograms cause cancer. He says he's, mammograms cause cancer, I don't care how you slice it. <sighs> but he also says that for every uh, mammogram that you get, it's the res, you, you're getting the equivalent, the radiation... Uh, in the equivalent of a 1,000 chest x-rays. Also, he says, with every mammogram, it with that radiation, it ages you two years. And I was saying that when I say that to women, they really start to listen. <laughs> well,
1: and you think about that. It's like, that's insane. So, yeah. you know, my wife, um, I don't know how many years you add on to that, but it's, you know, well, f- 30, 40. I mean,
2: right, so here's another point. And, and the age group that is it's, it's the age group that has the largest diagnosis, right? It's in their 60s. Well, think about this. When you start getting mammograms at 40, it increases your risk by 2% every year. So if they don't find anything at 40, give them 20
1: years and they will because it's caused it. It's like, hello. That's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, from a completely different industry, like solar power and the whole idea behind it, reducing carbon emissions I'll bet you should probably want to check out how much carbon emissions it takes to produce solar panels. Mm-hmm. You would never buy or get involved with solar technology until you realize that the technology producing it needs to change because it's worse for the environment than the benefit that you can possibly get from it. Right. It's I mean, it, it's literally, it's the definition of insanity. Right. It's just crazy. Yeah. So we've got that on the mammography side, which I would say is probably not very well known. And with any luck at all, people listening to this, um, it will have uh, kind of a a semi-viral effect where it will tell two people who will tell two people and so on and so on. I
2: have another uh, very, uh, one of the things that makes us stand out Uh too is the reading doctor. So you have the reading doctor that reads the images and creates the report. Yeah. My reading doctor is Dr. Christine Horner. She's a former plastic surgeon, and she used to do uh, reconstructive surgery after mastectomies. Uh. She uh, just turned 60 this year, and she's had one mammogram in her life. And she used to represent the American Cancer Society. So, I go where she goes. <laughs> yeah, I follow it, her
1: lead. No kidding. Those so, coattails are, uh, are health. She knows a lot. So, you've got her as a reading physician, and you've got this body of evidence about mammography. Tell us then, on the flip side of it, what the truths and benefits of of thermography are.
2: Well, the great thing about thermography is, you know, because younger and younger women are getting breast cancer. And I will say, if you have daughters and sons out there, tell them to stop tucking their cell phones into their bras and their front pockets because there, were, there was a 21-year-old um, girl – that got breast cancer, she would tuck her cell phone into her bra and carry it around that way.
0: Oh my. And she
2: got, she ended up with breast cancer and it spread to the other breast. So at 22, I think <laughs> she had a double mastectomy that there is no joke that radiation is coming out of those cell phones. Um, and then I have a friend, one of my best friends got uh, testicular cancer and I think it was his right side and he swears it's because he carried his cell phone in the front right pocket. Okay. So, um, just a little note there. So, But the, thing, the the great thing about thermography, oh, <laughs> as
1: he pulls it out yeah, of his pocket. <laughs> okay, lighten up there, folks. I mean, it was my phone, all right?
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> but the great thing is, is because thermography is non-invasive, it doesn't do any harm, you could start in, at 20 and start and do it once a year. And, you know, from 20 years old on, you can start to monitor it at the very, very beginning. Like, you can monitor your, your health, <laughs> There's more things that, you know, thermography can see besides, you know, breast cancer. I my I actually, I think it was like three years ago, I gained 40 pounds. And I'm like, it was just, it was coming on so fast. It, I was like, what is happened? They say this happens after 40, but this is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get in front of the camera and see, maybe it's my thyroid because I'd had a scan five years before or Yeah. Three years before. And I looked at that one. Nothing showed up. You can clearly see the outline of my thyroid. And it was red. So I ended up getting an ultrasound, which showed calcifications on my thyroid. Uh But I had a doctor in my office. I have lots of doctors that come in. They want to know what the experience is like for referring people. And he's like, Tina, don't start poking and prodding. I can help you. I can fix you. Thank goodness. Because I was like, oh, my God, I can't. I was... It was just I was ballooning up out of control. In less than 30 days, he got everything fixed, and it took me 10 months, but I lost the 40 pounds. But I mean, you can see things like that where it, you're not you're not putting radiation into your you know your body just to see if there's something wrong there. So I was able to use my own camera to to see that I did have an issue with my thyroid. That's so, huge. Carotid, jugular, we can see. Periodontal infection that um, often gets missed by dental X-rays. Sure, um, it's just a n- number of things.
1: Okay, so earlier we were talking, and you had mentioned um, colors associated with uh, with increased metabolic activity, blood flow, heat, mm-hmm. and uh, and then greens and blues associated with colder um, and and the things associated there. What? The greens,
2: blues, and blacks. Like black means there's no blood. So yeah. my fingers right now would show up black on a skin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are you saying? It's pretty cold in <laughs> here. It's pretty chilly in here.
2: <laughs> it's okay, though. No. no, actually, I, as I was saying before, when you come in for a scan, it has just, the room has to be perfectly you know, temperature controlled. So it's got to be 68 to 72 degrees. And the reason for that is because your autonomic system, when you're that cold, says, hey, blood, we got to get to the core to protect the organs. Ah. So if you have a blood feeding a tumor or inflammation, it doesn't care what the autonomic system says. It stays in place. So that's how we're able to capture those
1: different temperature or colors. How exacting, I mean, what kind of precision is there in terms of being able to differentiate um, the temperatures, so that the thermography provides um, real differentiation. I mean, are we talking, you know, segments of degrees?
2: Um, it's it's a span like in the software that it, you know that it's there's a seven degree span. So it it's it, the scale the color scale is like like the rainbow. So it's it, the hottest is white, so mm-hmm. you got white hot. And then it goes red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, black. So wherever there's more heat you're going to have that white red and yeah uh, orange area sure. and then as you get colder it's you know the blues greens blacks or purple and black so it's there it, there are different temperatures. there is a range of temperatures but that's right. it, really not relevant it's the color that you're that you're looking at that, or that helps the reading doctor make a determination on
1: what's going on and earlier you had said that a mammography needs something to be basically the size of a pea, which in terms of cancer could be something that's taken as much as six years to develop itself to that size. What is, what's the precision and, uh, and what's the capacity for thermography to detect anomalies? I mean, well,
2: there's a a 97% sensitivity that, you know, you're going to have false. Here's somebody asked me this question. They said, well, I, I, my friend got a thermogram and nothing showed up on the thermogram, but then she had a mammogram and something showed up. So thermography must not work. I'm like, no, it, you probably had an encapsulated tumor that didn't have blood flow to it, but that's where the overdiagnosis and overtreatment comes in, where the thermo- or the uh, mammogram saw something, and so they poke and prod and now they've opened up you know, a can of worms. So it was probably an encapsulation. You know, I have a, um, one of my clients, she's coming in tomorrow for her follow-up scan. She comes in every six months. And she's been my client for five years. She had a mammogram. they saw calcifications, they did um, they did a biopsy and it was micro it was I think it was DCIS stage zero, which does not mean you have cancer. This is where the overdiagnosis and overtreatment comes into play. She, they wanted to remove both breasts and have her do radiation and chemo. when she was like, um, that's what they want you to do like immediately. She's like, I'm gonna think about this, you know, give me some time, I'm gonna do my own research. And to this day, she's never gone through any of that. She's just continued to get thermogram after thermogram, nothing. Where they say that they, she has a tumor, uh-huh. there's no blood around it. There's no blood beating it. And it hasn't changed in five years that she comes in every six months. So she would have gone through having both breasts removed, radiation, chemo for nothing. I
1: mean, we can put a fine point to it. She would have gone through it. She would have put herself through hell.
2: And she may have died from the treatment itself. You know, the chemo, Right. it's, it's awful. So, gosh, let's get this conversation happy. Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> okay, so when we come back from our from our break, um, we're going to talk a little bit more about the technology and whether it's new and um, and maybe you can give us some of its origins. And then we'll uh, we'll kind of wrap things up. Um before we go to the break, though, I would love for you to uh, to tell my listeners where in various media, whether it's website, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it is, the different places that they can find you so that uh, they've got the ability to do more than just listen to us. yeah,
2: our our audience is is pretty much the the Facebook uh, demographic So uh-huh. Facebook, you can find us at de Scan. Um, on Facebook, and that's D-E-N-O-V-O. A lot of people say DeNova, but it's N-O-V-O-S-C-A-M. And then, um, let's see, our website is com, mm-hmm. where you can find out some more information. So, that would say those two. I mean, we have a Twitter, which is, you know, it, it's DeNovoScan on Twitter, but we're not really active on Twitter. I don't really know how to tweet. <laughs>
1: Welcome to my world.
2: <laughs> I don't know how to tweet, and if I do, it's more than 140 characters. So I okay, give up. so I so
1: up. Twitter in the last couple of weeks doubled the oh. number of characters. Now you can you can really go to town and okay. do 280.
2: Woo! <laughs> wow! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it's pretty cool.
2: Uh, and we're on Instagram, but
1: we you know okay, it's
2: it's a lo- yeah it's there's a lot of stuff
1: out there. Well, this is good because yeah. it's something where I, I I want my listeners to know that it's it's more than just the conversation that we're having here. Um, we're going to come back in two minutes and uh, and just cover some, some last few points, and uh, and then we'll we'll let you go and 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 have ourselves another great day. Um, but come back, and we'll be here in two minutes.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to HPowerMarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then, ask us to show you how we can save you money, too. Go to HPowerMarketing.com. That's HPowerMarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's HPowerMarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800 300 24 That's 800 300 24 You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. My guest this week, Tina Clements from De Novo Scan. Tina was telling us uh, all the different ways that, uh, that you can reach out to her and get a deeper understanding than, uh, than we're, we're dealing with and addressing here in our um, comfortably chilled studio. <laughs> and, um, yeah, if you hear my teeth chattering, you'll understand why. But that's okay because, you know what, we like it a little bit chilly. Keeps us
2: awake. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, the thought that comes to my mind is, it's something where um, mammography seems like it's been around forever. Um, how old or new is thermotechnology?
2: Thermal imaging actually has been around longer than mammograms, and it was—they've uh, been—it's been around since the '50s, and it was FDA approved as an adjunct for breast screening in 1982. Okay. So, but then the mammogram came along, and it became the gold standard, and you know that's where we are to date. So. But I will tell you, because of all that negative information and the bad news about mammograms coming out, thermography is making its way back into the spotlight. So, and actually, um, I've seen writers to supplement Medicare supplements that are covering thermography and cancer screening. Oh, really? Um, Aflac is including it in their coverage under cancer screening. Um, Haven't seen it mainstream, you know, with insurance companies covering it yet, but... I, it's I think with more demand I think we're going to see some some of that happening
1: well and you know what the thing that occurs to me is with something like in Medicare where you've got supplements um, plans that that add on to it um, you know the, the the reality of demographics is that that's where that's where the the treatment is most needed mm-hmm. um, so you know seeing it being accepted and, um, and leveraged there, I think, speaks really well for the aging of our population. Mm-hmm. Um, and it affects every single one of us who can, <laughs> you know, who can take in nourishment. Um, right. Because that's, you know, that's the alternative. It's, it's you know, age or. Right. So um, I think that that's, that's actually a real positive. And, yeah. uh, you know, if, if it takes uh, mainstream insurance a little bit longer to catch on to it, then, uh, then so be it. I think that that, uh, you know, it, it just kind of, it's the way it goes. So it's been around for a really long time. What are its origins? I mean, you know, for what was its, where did where did it be get, get its beginning?
2: You know, it's funny. I, when we were going through the, the education part of it, I remember, I don't remember the origin per se, but I remember the first ther- thermal scan ever done. Like you can do it, I can do a breast scan in 90 seconds. The longest part is acclimating to the room temperature. But the very first thermal scan ever done was black and white, and it took, I think, 45 minutes to do one image. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and I can do a, six images in 90 seconds. So it's wow. th- the technology has definitely improved
1: for sure. Yeah, no kidding. That's yeah. that's amazing. It's like the
2: cell phone technology. It's like you it used to have these grainy pictures, but the, you know, it's like over the years it's the, the it's clear now you can it's just it's it changes just like any technology so sure
1: yeah that makes perfect sense that makes perfect sense um in our uh in our pre uh pre-interview conversations you had kind of made an offhand comment that 2017 was your year of yeses
2: it's amazing what opportunities come when you say yes ah.
1: Okay, so we'll delve a little <laughs> bit away from a thermography, although I have a feeling it applies. Um, but maybe w- so, tell us. Well, I, you know, I was going
2: through a big change in two thousand seven or sixteen, and it was actually the year my year of yes was two thousand sixteen. Going through a divorce and I'm like, we've you know, it'd been ten years. I'm like, ah, this is gonna be my year of yes. I'm gonna say yes to anything that doesn't get me arrested or <laughs> anything that I couldn't say yes to while I was married. And so I mean, the minute I made that decision, it it's long story, but it led me to ten countries. I went to Abu Dhabi, Dubai, ended up in the Congo and Africa, Cape oh Town, gosh. Stellenbosch, all because I said yes and ended up getting a uh magazine article written because I was actually the it was originally supposed to be for Scottsdale sizzling singles and I'm like I, that's and my friend was like you should say it's your year of yes you should do it and I'm like god but I don't want to <laughs> but I said yes anyway because I'm like you never know what could happen I really didn't want to be in that issue <laughs> but be- when she read what I did it, she said wait we love doing t- you know uh, segments on entrepreneurs, and you what you're doing is really unique and special. Do yeah. you mind? We don't do the sizzling things. Would you? Could we do sh- spotlight your business? But be- if I had said no, I would never have gotten that. But because I said yes, it just led me. It was just an amazing. And I'm like, you know what? I think in 2018, I'm going back to another year of yes.
1: That's very cool, though, because yeah. it does. I mean the the opportunities that present themselves when you say yes. Um, it's. It's I mean, pretty
2: amazing. You know
1: what? It it landed me here.
2: Yeah.
1: Um in addition to owning and operating an advertising agency, right. I sit here and and talk to amazing people um, just yeah. by doing that very same thing and saying, "Sure, I'll Why do it." Yeah. Absolutely. What have you got to lose? That's that's hilarious and that's that's so powerful. Yeah. So the other thing, um and this is something that you had I'm not even sure where the thought process came from, but as a it's ri-
2: our our mutual friend Steve, he's like, tell him what <laughs> food you're addicted to.
1: <laughs> okay, so so Tina's got. A a favorite food. I it have be, an addiction. It, let's face it. Okay, it's an addiction. Wow, that's a strong and word. And any
2: one of my friends will tell you that they're like, "What what what flavor of popcorn are you going to eat oh. today? I could eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I often do.
1: Wow, how amazing <laughs> is that? So, you're a uh, registered dietitian. I know. How good air popped
2: with a little seasoning. It's, okay, you know, and I know it's terrible, <clears throat> but. That's, that's it's better than pizza or ice cream, right? Okay,
1: well, now pizza <laughs> is my addiction. Pepperoni pizza or, you know, like buffalo chicken pizza from Mellow Mushroom. That's, Free plug. Yeah. They're not paying me to say that. Um, but, I, I mean, I don't have it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I literally dinner.
2: could. I, it's my snack. My It's my breakfast. Not every day, but there are days where I'm just like, no, I'm not hungry. I'll eat some Popcorn. popcorn. <laughs> Why not? Don't listen to me as far as (laughs) diet
1: goes. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Sadly, um, we're not going to be able to have any more popcorn. (laughs) And we're not going to be able to talk any more about thermal imaging because our show is... Just way too quickly.
2: That went by way fast.
1: Uh, yeah. You know what? An hour is just, um, just speedy. And um, it has been such a pleasure having you on the show. Thank
2: you for having
1: me. It is my pleasure. And uh, wonderful getting to hear um, not only your story, but uh, the depth of understanding of thermography and comparisons and uh, and contrasts with uh, with mammography, and uh, just your beautiful sense of uh, servant attentiveness and and that desire to be of service. This has been, uh, just another tremendous show. Thanks for listening. It's great having you here. And please join me next week when we'll have another spectacular guest on Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Take care and have a great week.
0: Thank you for tuning into Business Rules. Be sure to join Peter Feinstein for another enlightening program next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a winning week.